Hello, everyone. I'm here for one of my stories. This is Lindsay Dunn. And today I wanted to get on and do a couple of movie reviews here on this Monday evening. The first one is a movie I actually saw about a week ago called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. This is adapted from a nonfiction book by Andreas Malm. It's basically a plea for people to start using actions instead of just words to get the attention of oil companies. But rather than adapt a book directly on that content, Daniel Goldhaber, who is the director of the movie, went ahead and wrote this as a fictionalized heist thriller. So he took the concepts described in the book and made it into a feature film. The screenplay was written by Goldhaber, one of the stars, Ariella Barrer, and Jordan Soule are all credited as the writing on this movie. The movie stars Ariella Barrer, Christine Froseth, Lucas Gage, Forrest Goodluck, Sasha Lane, Jamie Lawson, Marcus Scribner, and Jake Weary. But it's really an ensemble cast. And if you notice, those names are all in alphabetical order by last name. So I think that's the way that I, IMDb put them, not in order of importance. So this really is, a, is an ensemble cast. This is actually a nail-biting heist film that also serves as an issue-driven ecological thriller. It's boosted by a powerful message and the performances of the cast. It's really all good to muse about the need for environmental change and the effects of oil on the environment in theory, but this movie takes the tactic of introducing us to the stories of people that might be impacted by those sorts of actions. And this is a very effective technique. The name of my channel is one of my stories because I believe that stories can change lives. Stories can change a mind and change a heart much better than a well-crafted argument can. Because you're not trying to convince somebody through your opinion. You're letting them see how things live out for themselves. And that can be very powerful. Each person on the team has their own reasons for taking this action. But they unite together as a team to inflict damage on the titular pipeline. And we learn their backstories throughout it leaves the most illuminating backstories, of course, for the very end. Because if we knew those backstories going in, it might change the way we view everything. So it definitely saves kind of the best for last. But even though the movie shows these flashbacks about the characters' lives and gives you a picture of what their lives would like, that never derails from the thrill of seeing them try to take this action. They are trying to blow up a pipeline. And these are not people that are trained to do this as a job or a career. They are self-taught vigilantes. And some of them are skilled, some of them are not. And the skilled ones are trying to help, those aren't. And you see them, just like any good heist film, there's a carefully laid plans things always go wrong right throughout those plans 
And so this film does that. So you get involved in the story and the action taking place. But also you do learn about why they're taking those actions. And those reasons are the what is powerful and compelling about this movie. One thing that's interesting about this movie is the way that things are pitted as, are their acts in fact terrorism or are they a form of self-defense? When does taking action to protect yourself, when does that line change from self-defense to terrorism? Think about it if somebody breaks into your house, people are allowed to do self-defense. But when does it transfer and become a violent thing instead of what you would call self-defense? I think that's a really interesting question because one of the ways, one of the big lines in the movie is that the character says, this was an act of self-defense. It's a necessary action because we've tried every other avenue and no change is happening. Each of these characters has, as I said, a different motive, but they all come together. This Because this crew is painted of people who are from different parts of the country and they sort of come together in this ragtag fashion that we see in almost all heist films. So Shiel and Theo are actually, they're sort of the main two people that start this plan. And they are best friends who grew up in Long Beach, California, which is one of the biggest cities impacted by these toxic chemicals. And the effects have ravaged Theo's body so much that she now has a form of terminal cancer and hasn't really received any sort of compensation from the government for the suffering that has been taken on her body. And I will say another thing about this role of Theo is that it's played by Sasha Lane. And if you are not familiar with Sasha Lane, I adore her. I think I first became in contact with her with the movie American Honey, and I just fell in love with her. It was, um, she gets taken on this group that lives out of a van and sells magazine subscriptions for profit. And it's basically like kids that are young and free traveling America in a van. And yeah, so she plays, she's really good in independent movies and she's got a very interesting look as well. So those two characters meet because they're childhood friends. So Sheil and Sean meet because they're college friends and they're both part of the same group that is intent on devastation. That's where you encourage people to stop sending money to things you don't want to support. And they, so they've taken that slow route and it hasn't worked out. Sean ends up recruiting Rowan and Logan at a bookstore. They're sort of like a Bonnie and Clyde couple that performs petty crimes and are in love and all that. But he ends up recruiting them from like a bookstore they did they do a meet cute 
in a bookstore where basically, hey, we happen to be in the same aisle. So maybe we're both interested in this topic. They always talk about people, um, people meeting a good place to meet a date would be a bookstore. Hey, well, this maybe this is a good way to find somebody for your semi-terrorist heist. Sean also ends up recruiting Dwayne, who's a landowner who is tired of the oil companies infringing on his private property and claiming eminent domain as a reason they get to seize lands or go through at any time. Plus, it's bad for the environment, bad for his family, bad for his kids. I really like the fact that they brought in his character because... Most of the other characters are people of color. They're young people of color that you could call liberal, perhaps. And then you had Rowan and Logan, who are both white, but they're both petty criminals. Where here's Sean, who's definitely got that more right-wing sensibility. I don't know if he's supposed to be a Republican, but he's definitely going to church. He's a gun owner. He's definitely that sort of gristled masculine type you associate with male Republican Party. But here he is helping these kids. And so they might not even have all the same political party or political beliefs, but they come together because of this unifying belief they have that these oil companies need to be stopped. And I really like that. And finally, we have Michael, who is an indigenous character. And he is definitely got a reputation for always being in the way of law enforcement and he's gone on youtube and is making filming videos of him basically making homemade bombs so he's he could be like the suspect number x like a highly likely suspect he's really the only one that is skilled in he's been sort of training for what he needs to do to interrupt the progress of this happening so they definitely need him as the hands and feet kind of what they're trying to do one of the rules they have which might take them off the terrorist spectrum is that they all insist that no people be harmed the only thing that will be harmed is the actual pipeline itself or the government property they are not in favor of any person being harmed, and that includes in harm to the environment. So they always want to make sure that what they do will not have the same impacts on the environment that happened to them. And this is really one of the most thrilling movies of the year so far. It feels very similar to me as Emily the Criminal, not at all in plot or even message, but one thing about Emily the Criminal is it is this very taut thriller that is trying to make a point and is trying to show you something. But rather than drive that home with a message, it really does a good job focusing on the story. And you relate to Emily and you start to feel like, hey, I this could happen to me or I could see myself being tempted to do this kind of thing if I was in these shoes. Now, probably the author of the book, Andrea's mom, would say we all are, are all victims. These, the people 
the types of people that are helping with this heist in the movie are directly impacted and they see that. But the author of this book would probably say, we are all victims of this pipeline. And so we should all be coming together and rousing anger about this enough. We should all be taking action, I think is what this author would say. But with Emily the Criminal, it was trying to make this point about the economy and the difficulty of getting out of debt with the way that our financial system is set up in America and how you're basically set up to fail. So I was trying to make this point with the, with this really great story and how to pop, how to blow up a pipeline does that too. Very unique and maybe the first type of movie I've seen this way where an act of terrorism they paint it as defensible and of course that's brought into the the founding way the person wrote this book now i know i've said terrorism a couple times but i'm using that as a term to say they are definitely committing according to the to our government they are committing a crime because they are making damage to government property and interrupting the flow of, of commerce or whatnot. If you're looking for a movie that is a place, a way and a place to engage with new ideas, this movie definitely gives that in spades. I really like these kinds of movies because it helps to expose me to things that, um, frankly, I feel very inoculated from often. You know, I grew up in a fairly well-off, I wouldn't say we weren't wealthy at all, but compared to how other people have to live, I know that I have a lot to be thankful for. And this kind of puts you, puts me front and center with things that I have not had to deal with personally. And so, yeah, I haven't had to think about how oil is is impacting the environment because it doesn't seem to be impacting my environment or my situation or people that I care about directly. And so, yeah, I don't have to deal with it. So seeing movies like this, not just this movie, but frankly, any movie about people in a position of suffering is a great way to get my attention. So I think that this movie is very well made, regardless if you agree with the message or not, or the belief system of the author slash the director. It is a riveting watch. I will say that the final message remains unclear. One of the things you have to look at is the whole point of this plot was that they wanted to create real change and they felt that the talking was no longer doing anything. They tried the regular venues. They tried a raising awareness. They tried fundraising. They tried peaceful protests and nothing was being done. So they decided to take the next step. Now what impact, this is a fictional movie, so it didn't, it didn't actually happen. But if this were a real story, one thing to consider is what impact does this actually have and you get to see at the end of this movie what impact it has spoiler alert they do blow up the pipeline so hopefully that doesn't spoil the movie too much for you but you get to enjoy the heist 
you also see what impact it has. And this sort of explosion is a temporary suspense of operations, perhaps. But will the government just repair the damage and move on business as usual? Probably. Are they really going to stop anything from happening? Maybe not immediately, even if you don't make a difference. It's just something to take back a bit of control or feel like you made a statement. For Theo, she doesn't have a lot. She doesn't have very long to live. So she wants to make a statement before she dies. But for the rest of them, we're guessing that things will just be repaired and they'll move on. Are the people that have the money and the power going to change or do anything because of this heist? Probably not. It's a temporary blip for them. An inconvenience. A fly that you have to catch with your fly swatter. And it's annoying in the moment. But as soon as you get that fly swatter and smack it down, I can continue on with my life. It's left sort of open-ended and unclear, I think, at the end of the day. The call for the author of the book is people to take action. Are these the kind of actions that they have in mind? And if so, how many of those actions would it take to make real change? And I think these are the ideas that viewers will get to struggle with after the movie. So hopefully this gave you enough information to decide if you want to watch it or not. Obviously, I think it was a pretty entertaining movie, but also a challenging movie. This is a movie for our time. This is a movie that really will speak to the youth of this country that, frankly, are very tired of talking. They want to see action. They want to see social change. So this is, this is a movie that is very current, very contemporary, very issue-driven, and it's a, it has a powerful message that I think people should be aware of because it definitely represents the feelings of many people in this country. So for that reason, it is an excellent movie and it is going on my best movies of the year list. Just as a reminder of what my best movies list means to me, I measure this on three factors. The quality of the filmmaking, the entertainment value of the movie, and the personal impact it had on me as a person. So in order to meet that third criteria, it needs to be a unique story, speak to a situation I have, or be so powerful that it impacts the way I view the world, or gets me, makes me confront something front and center that could directly change my mind or influence me. And so How to Blow Up a Pipeline definitely meets all three criteria. So that's a pretty powerful measure for me and definitely recommend it. I was going to talk about a second movie, but I think I'm going to save that for another podcast. 
So I hope you enjoyed this review of how to blow up a pipeline. Thank you very much for listening and have a good night.